When was the last time you had a really good laugh? You know the kind, those nights when you sit with friends and your belly aches because you just kept setting each other off until the tears are flowing and you don't even know what started the laughter anymore. Those kinds of evenings fill us up in a way that nothing else can. Did you know that there's a physiological reason that laughter makes us feel so good? According to the Mayo Clinic, laughter increases the endorphins released by our brains. It also relieves blood pressure, soothes tension, and even improves our immune system. I'm convinced that God loves our laughter. Why else create humans so that their giggles come with so many physical and emotional benefits? Today begins the third week of Advent, Gaudete Sunday. This is the week of Advent devoted to joy. On this third Sunday of Advent, we're going to look to some of the most absurd moments in the story of Christ's birth. Stories that I think just might be God encouraging us to laugh a little bit. Welcome to Kitchen Meditations, a weekly podcast from the Edible Theology Project, where we examine the ways God meets us in the kitchen and at the table. I'm your host, Kendall Vanderslice. If you are hungry for a taste of God's hope and healing in the mundane tasks of your everyday life, then you've come to the right place. May these meditations bring you a bit of grounding as you prepare to eat today and every day. This Advent, the Edible Theology Project has partnered with We Welcome, an organization that teaches Americans how to advocate on behalf of our refugee neighbors. Together, we are learning how the hospitality found in the story of Christ's birth invites us to live out welcome today. To get the most out of these podcast episodes, we encourage you to download the Advent Guide complete with scripture readings, reflection prompts, and recipes. You'll find the guide linked in the show notes below. Let's get started with a little spiritual mise en place, a prayer to ground and orient ourselves before we begin. In the restaurant kitchen, mise en place describes the process of preparing your workspace for the dishes that you're about to make. It involves gathering your ingredients and skimming the recipe all the way through so you can be fully present to each of your guests by the time they arrive. I like to think of mise en place as a time to prepare my own mind and body as well, asking God to be present with me as I cook or as I bake. Our spiritual mise en place today is drawn from the book of Philippians. Close your eyes, slow your breathing, and now as you breathe, repeat with me. Inhale. Rejoice in the Lord always. And as you exhale, again, I say rejoice. I come from a very big, very loud family. 
I'm the second of five children, and all of us have a penchant for talking a lot and at a very high volume. Family dinners, as you can imagine, have always been boisterous affairs. I also come from a family that loves to laugh. Whether rolling our eyes and half laughing at the corny dad jokes or laughing as we recount the stories of our childhood, Isaiah's costumes, Davis's antics at school, my own hair dyeing adventures gone wrong, we've spent many a meal laughing so hard we could hardly eat. My mother has a particular problem when it comes to laughter. Once she gets started, she finds it impossible to stop. The table will grow silent, everyone having calmed down from the last joke, when her chest puffs and a smile begins to form and we just know she can't hold it in. The rest of us avoid eye contact so as not to egg the laughter on, but before long, we're all wiping tears from our eyes anyways. We all need people in our lives who can be with us in the hard seasons. Those who can weep with us. Those who can hold a serious conversation. Those who can step in and be a source of grounding when the stakes are really high. But those kinds of relationships don't just happen by walking together through hard things. The friendships most equipped to be with us in the midst of pain are the ones sustained through times of laughter together too. The very best of friends can make us laugh, even in the aching moments. Not to ignore whatever hurts, but to inject joy in the face of sorrow. The joy that gives us strength to carry through. On Gaudete Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent, we reflect on the joy we find in Christ's birth. I also love to reflect on the joy that God finds in us, God's beloved creation. I'm convinced that God takes great delight in our joy, especially in our laughter. And I think that's why, at least in part, God chooses to work through some absurd situations. God chooses to use the most unexpected people in the most unexpected places at the most unexpected times to do God's work in the world. I can't help but think that God chuckles when we laugh and shake our heads and say, of course, look at God. Like Sarah laughing at the idea she would be pregnant in her old age, we get to observe God showing up in the moments we would least expect. This is especially true in the story of the Holy Family's journey to Bethlehem. Can you imagine God telling you, a poor, young, unsuspecting woman, that you would be giving birth to the Messiah? Then, months later, you find out you have to journey across the country in the freezing cold for a census while you are so pregnant you can hardly move. I wonder if Mary laughed through the pain along the journey to Bethlehem. This is absurd, she and Joseph probably mumbled to one another. I can just picture Mary yelling into the dark sky on day four of their journey, 
I'm about to give birth to God, and I'm riding a donkey through the desert. Then, as she and Joseph knocked on door after door and were told again and again, there's no room for you here. I'm guessing they hit that point where laughter and tears commingle at the stress and insanity of it all. Have you ever been at that point before? I have a sneaking suspicion that the shepherds had their fair share of laughter mixed with tears as well when they heard the news that the Savior had been born. This is the kind of Messiah God sends, they likely bantered in disbelief as the angel faded from view. Someone like us. Someone born in a stable to a young poor girl. Of course, this is how God would send a king. I assume they shook their heads in disbelief as they began to confront the true beauty and humility of it all. Their chests puffing and smiles beginning to form, unable to hold in laughter over how God chose to reveal God's power in the world. The story of Christ's birth is a serious one. In this Advent season, we sit in somber recognition of the incredible pain and brokenness that plagues our world. We confront the powers and principalities that war around us, that leave God's beloved people wandering in the desert, that leave those like our friends Allah displaced from the places they call home. The incarnation of God in human flesh was a moment with cosmic consequences. The inbreaking of the Messiah meant that the world would never be the same again. But in this moment of utter gravity, God invites us to laugh. God invites us into joy so deep it cannot be contained in words. It's this laughter that gives us the strength to face the darkness in our midst. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We'll get to our kitchen tip in just a moment, but I want to take a quick break to tell you more about the Edible Theology Project. Edible Theology is an educational media nonprofit that uses storytelling about food to build community and heal relationships. We recently announced our new community of monthly donors called The Daily Table. Daily Table donors are invited to join us at one of three tiers, $10, $25, or $50 a month, or to choose a gift amount of their own. These recurring gifts allow us to cover our day-to-day -day expenses, like podcast production, social media management, and the creation of our newsletter. With these monthly expenses covered, our team can focus on developing new programs that build community and facilitate conversation around the table, like the Advent Guide you might be using right now. All donations are tax deductible in the United States, and they're a great way to show support for this podcast. Head to the link in our show notes to join us at the Daily Table today. Our kitchen tip today comes from Zala. Like me, Zala loves to laugh. And she knows that true relationships are born in laughter. 
She reminds us not to take ourselves or our guests too seriously. A meal is most meaningful when laughter is a part of the conversation. Tell jokes, tell stories, or just laugh at every detail of the evening that has gone awry. The ability to laugh at all your hospitality hiccups proves you are only human. And now to close, a prayer for joy in absurd situations. O God who made a donkey speak, who brought down city walls with a musical band, who turned a den of lions into vegetarians for a night, you delight in surprising us, working in unexpected ways. You delight in our laughter. Maybe even you laugh too. Soften our hearts to delight in the ridiculous. Relax our tensed bodies to revel in messy hospitality. That in toy-scattered rooms or burnt barbecue, we can eat, serve, and laugh knowing you are the God of joy. Amen. Kitchen Meditations is brought to you by the Edible Theology Project, where the communion table meets the dinner table. We encourage you to discuss this episode around the table with your spouse, small group, or friends. Need some help getting into that rhythm? Sign up for our weekly newsletter at edibletheology.com, and you'll get discussion questions and a recipe delivered straight to your inbox every week. Our intro music is by Josh Garrels. A huge thank you to my Edible Theology team who made this podcast possible, especially to our producer, Jason Rugg. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or Spotify, then share this episode with your friends. Your help ensures that others discover this podcast too.